Send It All podcast with your hosts, Lucian Nodder and Brad Stone. Welcome back to another episode of the Send It All podcast. We're your hosts, myself, Lucian Otter, and joining me as always is Mr. Brad Stone. Brad, how you doing, man? You know what? I'm great. Uh, big win for the LA Dodgers. Feeling great about that. But obviously, this is a fantasy football podcast, so we got to focus on that. Yes, we do. Uh, week seven is in the books. How you feeling, man? You, you had a hard loss this week. Um I noticed you went radio silent, but how are you feeling after this weekend? You know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, it was a tough weekend for me, but, you know, sometimes Mighty Miner comes out to play and he put up some, you know, pretty decent point total. So, you know, my guys, I just kind of told them around halftime, I just benched them all and said, just take this week off. It's not our week. We'll live to fight another day. All right. It's a good tactic. We'll see if it pays off. Mighty Miner always coming in at the last second. We'll see how it goes for him. Well, but but for you, Lucian, it seems like the rise. Yes, the, it was the rise that was prophesized. The rise of the Skylarwalkers. And, um, and obviously we'll get into the full recap in a little bit, but just had to give you a shout out, a little nod, 148 points, pretty good total. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, feels good. Uh, moving in the right direction, so I can't complain. Uh, we got a segment here. It's called NFL Jams Hot or Not. He's on fire. We'll be breaking down two teams that are currently heating up and two teams that are cooling off. Currently with a two-win streak, it is the El Chupacabras and the Rise of Skylar Walkers. In NBA Jam rules, that considers they're considered heating up. Uh, what do you think, Brad? Are you surprised by these two teams that are currently on two-game win streaks? He's on fire. I'm loving it. Uh, El Chupacabra, that was a huge name change, but I really feel like Paul embracing the brand was was very important for him as opposed to Eric, you know, who should probably go back to his old name. But you, Lucian, the yes. rise, we've been talking about it for weeks now. People everywhere agree. It's the most captivating story. <laughs> send it. Everyone likes a good riser. Early to rise, early to dominate. Uh, but... As two teams move forward, two teams are moving in reverse. Currently, there are two teams with a two-loss streak in the Bama Joes and the Wes's Stepfathers. They are cooling down, Brad. What can you make of these two teams heading in the wrong direction? Wes's Stepfather, no surprise, but I, I'll just skip him, really. I mean, we all kind of saw this coming. But Bama Joe, what is going on? Bama, come on, man. Uh, it's just War Eagle out there. You guys are dropping. I mean, the, the Bama football team is dropping wide receivers. Joe, I've been sitting here saying roll tide all season, but now I think I'm a war eagle. Oh, man, you hate to see it, Joe. We predicted you to do well this season, and you're not proving us right so far. All right, if the season had to end today, these are your point leaders. Still in first place, it's the Rise of Skywalker with 946.29 points. In second, we have Fresh Prince of L.A., 916.31 points and coming in back on the list it's McKiss my salty galls at 87 or 877.55 points Brad these are your points leaders any surprise here no I, I think your team's been scoring very well seems like Jason's kind of fading a little bit obviously I wouldn't call him cold but he is fading a bit compared to what he was scoring 
Uh, Lucian, how are you feeling sitting on top of points? Well, you know what? I'd rather have wins, but points matter. Points matter, people. And uh, I'm glad I have them. Uh, PLM, points, lives matter. (laughs) All right, moving on to the toilet bowl contenders. These are your lowest points leaders. Still in first place, it's the quarantine hut with 648.45 points. And now something that's a little bit shocking, there are four other teams that are within 10 points of each other at the bottom of the chart. It's Bama Joe, Wes's stepfather, suck up the victories, and Banker Cat. I'm sorry, Brad. You guys all fall within that 760-point range, all within 10 uh, what do you make of this? Such a large cluster at the bottom here. Well, I think it's pretty clear that the quarantine hunt is the favorite to win the toilet bowl. Oh, so clearly. I, I, uh, yes. I, I, I don't think any of us are that concerned. However, looking at Wes's stepfather, skipped him a little earlier, two and five, not having a lot of wins, not having a lot of points, not looking good. He might be able to get the toilet bowl. It I'm predicting be- right now that Hogan... Meyer, horrible Hogan, what? as we all call him, is going to be our 2020 Toilet Bowl champion. Wow. Well, you heard it here first, people. Hogan, not looking good. Toilet Bowl, maybe odds on favorite. Who knows? Um, but so far, the point differential between the top and bottoms teams is shifted slightly, but it's still almost 300 points. Huge different when it comes to team points. All right, let's jump into our week seven recap, Brad. Uh, Brad, are we ready for this? Are you ready? Let's, let's fire away. All right. Well, first up, we have the game of the week. It's the Camara Mayhaws versus Cooking Pies. Petey wins this one to send him to 5-2 and two and Thomas to 4-3. and three. We all predicted this win, but did anything stand out in this game for you, Brad? You know, this is the first time we're bringing up Thomas's name on this podcast. Uh, we're several minutes in. I, I just think he's quickly becoming irrelevant. It's it, it just he's not putting up the wins. He's... He's just struggling, you know, and I and I really backed his name. Kamara Meha, I thought was very cool, but it's not being very cool right now. I mean, anytime you lose to a team that starts Frank Gore, it's got to be embarrassing. Uh, so we feel for you, Thomas. We hope you can uh, turn this ship around. And no one wants to see Karen win. We really don't. So next time, if you def- if you face him, you, you got to win. Win it for the league. Typical Karen. Typical Karen. Typical. All right. Well, next up is the meh. Game of the week, it's Wes's stepfather versus Suck Up the Victories. Robbie moves ahead to three and four, knocking off horrible Hogan, who's on his way down, spiraling towards the toilet bowl. Uh, I was the only one who believed in Hogan, and for that, I am humiliated. Brad, you picked Robbie. Were you excited by this game? That was the meh game of the week. I thought Robbie did a great job. Uh, Came out, put up 127.45 points. Had Boston Scott was obviously a huge touchdown for him. And to start Herbert, I mean, Herbert might be the guy this year that wins you a fantasy league. He's sneaky good, 49.95 points. But obviously, I think the story here is Hogan and his quest for the toilet bowl glory. Homer starting David Carr. And let's just run down the list here. Adrian Peterson, 3.5. David Montgomery, 9.4. Keelan Cole, 1.7. C.D. Lamb, 0.1. That's not even a point. <laughs> Rugs, 5.5. Another Homer pick by Hogan. Horrible Hogan. Homer Hogan, they're, they're calling him. Fells, 0.0. I scored as many fantasy points as Fells this week, Lucian, as did you, as did all of us listening to this podcast. Brandon McNannis, 4. And the Browns came in with a respectable 9. 
What a pathetic showing. Wow. that When you break it down like that, it really does seem pathetic. Uh, several, several, half, more than half the team coming in with not even uh, double digit points. Um, I don't know. He better give a good locker room speech to motivate his players because it's not looking great for Hogan. Okay, moving on. We have Bama Joe sitting at our versus El Chupacabras. Paul wins this one, going to four and three and dropping Bama Joe to three and four. On the reverse to the last one, I was the only one who picked Paul to win because I believed in the El Chupacabras. Uh, but Brad, you picked Joe. And for that, you were uh, punished with the loss. How do you feel? War Eagle, man. Uh, Odell Beckham, 0.0 going down out for the season. That's got to hurt Joe. Uh, he, he could struggle here to find a new receiver. I mean, maybe he'll start Christian Kirk, which I think would be a great move. Lucian, what, what are your thoughts? El Chupacabra, it seems like the werewolf or whatever he is, is roaring. Yeah, you know, you have to give it up to anyone who wins by that many points when one of his players put up negative points uh, in Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> Uh, you don't see that very often, and uh, to see someone still get a win, you know, he had Tyler Lockett brought it home for him, uh, as well as James Robinson, who's uh, who's a great pickup earlier in the season. It's paying for him, paying off for him right now. So, uh, predicted this one turned out how I thought. Uh, let's move on. The quarantine hut faced Foreign Hub, and in a surprise victory, who was a surprise to everyone except for you, Brad Travis takes home the victory, going to two and five, knocking. Nestor down to three and four. Uh, Brad, how did you see this one? How did you predict Travis to win this one? I just believed in the quarantine hut, and I believe that this is proof positive that he's going to catch Hogan, or excuse me, Hogan's going to catch Travis. And the toilet bowl, I think, is all but locked up. I mean, I called it. You heard me. Mm -hmm. I think, hor you know, obviously, I'll stop talking about horrible Hogan. I, we don't need to give him any more airtime. But Travis, I think he's learning. He's stuck with Brady through some tough times, and he was really rewarded with five total touchdowns. Yeah, if you look at Travis's team, it's kind of surprising. Uh, he's got a lot of players who are ranked in the top 10 at their position, uh, which is not something you expect to see from a team who is doing as poorly as he has. Uh, and comparing it to the team we just read for Hogan, I really do uh, agree with you now that Hogan might be the winner of the Toilet Bowl this year. Uh, but still many more games to play. We'll just have to, we'll have to see how it plays out. Indeed we will. All right, but moving on to Banker Cat versus Or the Land of McCaffrey, who has changed her name to McKiss My Salty Gulls. Not sure if that's better, but it's different. Uh, he moves a four and three and knocks you to four and three as well. Brad, um, how'd you feel about this one? We all predicted you to win it. You know, he came out hot with a new name. I don't really get it. McKiss My Salty Gulls. I mean, clearly it's a McKissick thing, I guess. It's just kind of yeah. weird. Um we, we don't know what you're asking for here, Nest. Or excuse me, uh, Aldo. <laughs> See, I can't keep up with his name. He keeps changing it. Minor. You can't keep up with this. But obviously having Devonta Adams go for 40. Like I said, you know, I, I knew it was over at halftime. I just said to the boys, hey, let's get no injuries. Uh, Debo Samuel did not hear me, apparently. But other than that, we believe to fight again. Yeah. Um you know, after he was really ice cold after three losses in a row and he made some trades and pulled out a victory. So anyone who's trading and trying to pick up their season, uh, it's good for them. Next up, we have Paul will never own the trophy. West versus Press, Fresh Prince of Lair. Jason. Uh, Jason wins this one going to five and two, knocking Hogan. I mean, sorry, uh, Wes. <laughs> sorry, Wes, didn't mean to disrespect you. Uh, to three and four. I sadly picked West to win this one, but you and Karen believed in Jason. 
did this go the way you thought, Brad? Lucian, I just want to apologize publicly for picking against our dear leader. Ah, um, see? You might have might won, have my, but they, you lost they, in the end. They might have my family locked up right now, and oh. you know, we just we can just say a lot of nice things about our, our dear leader. Um Hey, you know what? We, dear we leader, you got second place. It's not bad. Hey. You came in, you got a silver medal. Not bad this week. Not silver bad. Silver medal. Our leader is silver and gold in all the medals. He's precious like all our medals. Uh, but yeah, as for the game, any surprises? As for the game, Jason came out. He played pretty well. Like I said, I think his team's fading a bit here. I uh, got pretty lucky with Brown from Tennessee getting 26.3. I don't think that's going to happen very often. But to get 27 combined from kicker defense, you're going to win a lot of weeks if you get that. This is true. That's why I don't think he's out of it just yet. Okay, moving on, we have the rise of Skylar Walker versus Wake and Drake. Bane Miller. Uh, Bane Miller moves to four and three. I rise up to three and four. Brad, I'm very sad to see that you picked Eric in this matchup. I guess you were swayed by him saying he was going to get one of his signature wins this week. Didn't Lucian, end up happening. Lucian, I just have this to say. I have an animatronic baby Yoda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now he's taking a nap. I'll send out a photo. Oh, okay. Baby Yoda. And you know, obviously the Mandalorian is back Friday. We're very excited. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, he's saying a lot of things. All right, let me turn him off. Let me turn him off. All right, take it, take a nap. What was the out. significance of that noise? Well, the rise of Skylar Walker. You know, oh, okay. I, I just thought you earned a little Star Wars homage there, obviously. <laughs> Kyler Murray, you have to be thrilled. That was the, I mean, what a crazy game. Oh, that man. Back and forth, and you guys had blown it, then Seattle blew it, and then you, you guys blew, blew it. it, and then you won. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, it was a lot of fun to watch. I actually turned that game off after um, uh, we missed the field goal, I think. And I, I was just like, you know what? There's no chance. There's no chance. I went to the store. I picked up a drink and I come back and I get a, I see a message from my, my brother-in-law, just like smile faces. And I'm just like, whoa, I could not believe it. But yeah, Kyler has been so much fun to have on my team. Uh, we're just really excited about that game. That, it's just a huge win. I mean, you're in a little conundrum here, though. Rogers and Kyler Murray. What's the game plan? I think you and I should talk. Uh, well, bye week for Kyler this week. So Rogers is the oh. autoplay. Um, okay. And then going forward, you know, you just play those matchups. If you, okay. it depends on who you're playing. But um, I'm looking for those those Rogers uh, primetime games, looking for those Roger angry games. Uh, well, we'll just see. Or he's available for trade, you know? You know, you never know. Oh, hey, hey, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but we have our weekly prediction scorecard on the week. Uh, I came in last place, getting only with a score of three and four. Brad and Karen both tied with four and three each. To date, Brad is in the lead at 28 and 21. But myself and the guests are close on his heels at 26 and 23. Uh, Brad, you're in the lead. How's that feel? Well, winning this competition is obviously more important than actually winning in fantasy. Everybody agrees on that. Uh, feeling good being on top. 
All right. Well, our guest ranks so far this week. Eric is still in the lead at 7-0. Wes at 5-2. Tying at number three is Jason and Karen at 4-3. Minor comes in at the end at 3-4. and four. Uh, Number six, Paul, is 2-5. and five, And bringing up the rear is Nestor with 1-6. and six. Those are the predictions for each week. It's important, and it's important to win. So we'll see who will. Uh, but that brings up the lamestream media fake news and injury reports. First up, we have Cam... Newton, or as some say, Scam Newton, got benched in the second half of the game. Brad, did you see this coming? What'd you think? I was uh, pretty stunned to see that. I thought Cam would at least be able to get some some running action and kind of do his thing. You got to wonder, is it the COVID effect? Does he have a COVID hangover? Ooh, I hadn't even thought about that. Maybe you're, maybe you're right. But uh, yeah, from hot to not, that is the definition right now as Cam is trending in the wrong direction. Uh, but we have some big pickups this week. Antonio Brown signs with the Bucks. Um, Indeed, he does. What do you uh, think? Is this is this significant or not? I do think this is significant. They obviously Tom Brady and Antonio Brown clearly have a crush on each other. Yes, and they have some chemistry. You no, know, I, I think this is a little bit like The Bachelor. I think they're in the fantasy suite right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting little TBAB action. That, hey, that went out to all of our female fans. We love you. All right. Next up, we have Odell Beckham. Sad news. He tears his MCL, and he is going to be out for the rest of the season. Quite an unfortunate uh, an unfortunate situation, uh, especially since Eric just traded him off his team to Bama Joe for Daryl Henderson. But, Brad, what do you think? Is this going to hurt or help the Browns going forward? Jarvis Landry, I think he's the guy to own there now. Uh, this clearly will hurt them. And a threat like Odell, who is a bit fantasy irrelevant, but I think we all know he's got some talent. It's it's going to trend the Browns down, you got to say. They don't have that deep threat anymore. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Lucian? Uh, well, I saw someone saying that the Browns are actually better when Odell is not in the lineup uh, just because there's not as many balls getting forced to him. Um, but who knows? Maybe we'll have to see how it goes. I know it definitely sucks for Bama Joe. That was one of his premier players, and now he's gone for the season. Um, but let's move on. Next up, we have a surprise injury from Godwin. Had a broken finger, had to get it surgically repaired. Uh, he's out for at least a week. Um, any thoughts on this situation, especially with Antonio Brown coming in? Yeah, Godwin has been struggling all season. He's been hurt all season, and... This guy has to be huge for Antonio Brown. I think this is why they were so keen to go get him. You know, yeah. And of course, Petey picks up a player like Godwin. You know, typical Karen. Pick up a player, high rounds, doesn't even play for you. Just a big old bust. You know, hate to see it. Indeed. Uh, next up, we have Des Bryant. All these receivers coming back into the league. He signs with the Ravens practice squad. Uh, what do you think? Is Des Bryant for real? Or is he just a real big mess right now? Throw up the X. Des Bryant is back. This is inconsequential, I think. Uh, <laughs> Des is, loves doing PI, but now that that's challengeable, he's not going to be able to push guys like eight yards, you know, away from the goal line. So I think this is irrelevant. All right, irrelevant. Whoever picked him up, you are irrelevant. Sorry, Karen Peters. Had to be typical you. Karen. <laughs> All right, CMC back. He's on the practice field. What do you think, Brad? This is Mike Davis's team now. CMC, old news. Mike Davis, it's his year. CMC, Uh, you later. That being said, though, watch out for trade uh, predators. 
Oh, watch yes. out. If yes. you own CMC, watch out. You might be on your third Cosmo of the night. Watch out. Yes, Wes has CMC and Davis. I could see him moving them, definitely. Uh, how about Kenyon Drake? Eric's team suffers an injury. Can you believe it? Kenyon Drake out for a few weeks. Uh, Robbie has his backup. He traded for him. We we gave the trade not such great grades, but now in hindsight, it's looking pretty good. Uh, Brad, any thoughts on this? He's sucking up the players. He's sucking up the victories. Good move by Rob. Yes, yes. Uh, we have a small thing here. Debo hamstring out for several weeks after already missing several weeks. Brad, are you keeping him on your bench? Or are you going to drop him at this point? I don't know what to do with this guy, man. He, he looks so promising. He comes back and... I, I can't even put him on my IR spot now. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I do have two other players on the IR spots, but but it'd be nice to have Debo healthy. <laughs> it would be nice. You know, he's a lot of fun to watch last year. Yeah. Uh, Carson and Hyde possibly out this week. That's two running backs for Karen Peters who might be out. And Jason picking up the third string running back there in Seattle. Uh, do you think this bodes well for Karen's chances this week against El Chupacabras? I think El Chupacabra is too strong right now. It's kind of the hot team of the week. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't win if you, all your players are injured there, Peter. Yeah. Hey, stop having injured players, Karen. Speaking of injured players, Michael Thomas out another game. Can you believe it, Brad? Can you believe it? I can. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Eric traded for Michael Thomas, and now he has to deal with those injuries. Speaking of trades, we have the trade wars coming up here. Only got one trade of note that I remember off the top of my head, and it's Eric and Joe Odell for Henderson. Eric strikes again. Uh, Brad, what do you think of this trade uh, before and after the Odell injury? I didn't like it either way. I didn't like it before. I didn't like it after. And with what we know now, hey, watch out for a man who has a beard. He's probably about... How tall do you think Eric is? 5'10", 5'9", probably 5'9". Yeah, he might be 5'8". Watch out for that man. He'll have a beanie on, probably a flannel shirt. He'll uh, make very, very nice food on Instagram. Do not get into his car, people. Uh, yes, watch out for him. Again, if you come in contact with him, if he offers you a trade, please contact the Send It All Podcast authorities. Okay, next up we have Brad's ads, and then we're going to bring on our special guests for the week. Uh, but Brad, any ads for us tonight? Well, of course, I've got to go with my main man. Might be a woman, I don't really know. Uh, we're going with the child, aka Baby Yoda. Look how cute. Oh, what's up, Baby Yoda? Do something. Here we go. Wait. Oh, he just used the force. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is going to be the gift to get this Christmas. And you know who has one? I do. Everything's for sale. Retail's about $40. It could be yours for 400 You have my Venmo. Let me know. You can have Baby Yoda. Otherwise, oh, you're going to miss out on all this cuteness. All right, guys, that was Brad's ads. Uh, I'd like to bring on our special guest for the night. It is none other than the newly made father, Robbie Ritchie. Robbie, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sorry. Rob, Take it away, Brad. Rob. Rob, I got to ask you. Does being a father improve your fantasy football performance? I, I just got to say it makes you really treat players better and just really love humanity. I mean, just just tell us how it is. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I just have a more appreciation for life in general, really, and knowing what's important and, you know, 
all, all these fantasy players were once babies one day, you know, that their parents had to take care of them and make them get to this point to be successful. And, you know, I can just only imagine my son, you know, coaching him playing sports someday or just, you know, watch him grow up. But it's definitely been pretty awesome to be a father. What, he's one month play. old today, exactly. So, oh, I can't you wait till he sets his first fantasy lineup? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, what a proud moment that'll be. I have a question for you, Robbie. Would you be more proud if he was a pro football player or a pro fantasy football player? Mm, that's a good question. I'd probably say f- pro player first. Yeah. But if you notice, a lot of these analysts and stuff, or a lot of them are former players, so maybe transitions at some point. All right. All right. At uh, least college. Pro's pro's tough. I mean, that's a whole lifestyle and everything, you know. If you can go to college, maybe get a scholarship or something like that. That's about all I could ask for. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, let's get into it. Uh, let's talk about week seven. Uh, you came back for a victory. How do you feel? Is there anything you'd like to say to your opponent? Anything you'd like to get off your chest? Uh, no, it was a pretty good win over Hogan. Uh, he's had a pretty tough week, unfortunately for him. Uh, but I. You know, I needed that win for sure. And if I lost to Hogan, then I would have been in a pretty tough spot as far as toilet bowl goes. Because we're in a pretty close competition, I guess. But I think my team's on the right track. Rob, I, I will have you know, you weren't here for this portion, but I've made a huge prediction that Hogan is going to win the toilet bowl championship this season. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think he's might be lead contender right now, to be honest, unfortunately for him. Um, I just don't see Derek Carr being able, so he's going to have to do something with quarterback and, you know, a lot of his guys are trending in the wrong direction, I think. So, and Travis, I'll be honest, he's put in some work recently, I think. And uh, I think his team's on the rise. I would say same with me. Bama Joe, honestly, might be his closest competition. I hate to say it, but uh, I think his team is trending in the wrong direction too. So I think it might come down to Hogan and Bama Joe. Uh, yeah, I believe Bama Joe is one of our actually Bama Joe and Wes's stepfather are both in our cooling off because uh, they both have a two loss uh, streak going on right now. So uh, they one of them needs to turn it around or both of them if they can. Yeah, well, hopefully not Bama Joe this week. Yeah, hopefully not. All right, guys, let's get into our game of the night. It is the wacky wab. As usual, you know the rules. You kiss it if you like it or you slap it if you don't. Uh, Not many on the waiver this week. It was kind of a quiet, not a lot of people to go after. Uh, And yet somehow I still managed to overspend on a player. Uh, I come in first picking up J.K. Dobbins for 16 WAB. Uh, Let's start with you, Robbie. You kissing it or are you slapping it? Uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and kiss that. 16 is not too bad. I think Mark Ingram's not confirmed, but he's pretty likely to be out. So, I mean, Dobbins may have value this week. And if not this week, I think... As the season goes on, they're going to start giving them more touches. So I think it's a good pickup. What about you, Brad? I'm guessing it. A lot of the reasons Robbie said, I think 16 is not too much to pay. Obviously, Wab's the most important thing in fantasy. But you, you spend it wisely, I'd say. Yeah. And for the same reasons that you said, Robbie, is why I went in on J.K. Dobbins. You know, it's that time of year when these rookie running backs start to shine. Uh, maybe the starting one, uh, running backs go down or get tired, but they're just a, some fresh legs, some fresh energy in the uh, backfield, and uh, I'm hoping it pays off. Uh, next up, we have Paul picking up Richard Rogers for 15, uh, 15 Wab. Um, I believe he did this because he has Godard on, uh, Goddard on his team, um, but Brady kissing it or slapping it? Slapping 15, that's a lot of Wab to give up. Uh, Richard Rogers, we all know it's Boston Scott's team. <laughs> uh what about you robbie 
I hope it is Boston Scouts team. Uh, I'll I'll give it a bro hug. I think it's uh it's actually not a bad pickup. I was looking more into it. He's about he's number eleven on the weekly tight end rankings this week. Sunday night football, good matchup against the Cowboys, and with no Ertz and no Goddard, I mean, I think you know they're gonna have to throw it to somebody. Hopefully, like you said, Boston Scott, but it's not too bad. Fifteen is you know Paul. He he sometimes can overvalue, so fifteen for him. I don't think that's too bad. <laughs> it's actually pretty low for Paul. So uh, in that regard, I have to give it a little bro hug as well. Uh, not oh. bad. Not bad filling for a week or two. Uh, that's yeah. what he needs. Uh, next up, we have Karen picking up Des Bryant. Uh, that's practice squad Des Bryant for thirteen Wab. Uh, Robbie kissing or slapping it. I mean, go pokes. I have to kiss every pickup from an Oklahoma State player. You know, Bama Joe knows what I'm talking about. So anytime you can get an Oklahoma State guy on your roster, I think it's a good thing. But honestly, they're not going to pick him up for no reason. I think eventually he's going to have some value with the Ravens. And, you know, if he can stash him for now and then use him when he needs him, I don't think it's too bad. Uh, what about you, Brad? You threw up the X earlier. You know, it's a Karen. It's just a Karen move, picking up another Karen. You gotta slap this one. 13 WAB. It's an unlucky number. It's too much WAB to be spending on Des Bryant in 2020. Yeah, I'm gonna have to slap it as well. You know, I think it's J.K. Dobbins' team. Sorry, no room for Des Bryant. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have Nestor picking up Hunter Renfro for five WAB. Um, Hunter Renfro has been around the block uh, this season, but I'm curious, Brad, are you kissing it or slapping it? What, what did we used to say about getting the case of the Beasles? I, yes. I feel like that's Hunter Renfro. It's a He's the new case of the. Well, you come up with it. The case of the, he's, he's got the runnings for Renfro or something. You know, it's like, he's been on all of our teams. It never worked. He just threw away five lab for a guy that you're never going to actually use. I, I don't get it. Yeah. It's, it's, he's got the humidity down there and his hair has turned into the Renfro. Um, we're still working on it. Uh, that was just one idea. <clears throat> <laughs> if you have an idea vote in our weekly Stop poll that. for what we should call Renfro <laughs> yes 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 uh, but five you said you're you're slapping it Brad that's a slap uh, what about you Robbie I mean yeah, I think I'm going to slap it too one reason he already has Waller on his team so now he's got another Raiders pass catcher when there's probably some other wide receivers that are complimentary to Renfo, I would say that aren't on the same team so I don't think that's necessarily the best move but we'll see yeah um I, I'm just going to wait. I play him this week, so I'm going to kiss it. Um, I'm, I'm happy to go against Hunter Renfro this week. Uh, bring it on. Uh, we have three other ones of note. They're all to the same player. Jason, he picked up Nelson Aguilar, uh, Jalen Rager and Tevin Coleman all for one web each. Two of them are still on the IR, but are coming back. I actually wanted two of these players, so I'm a little jealous, but I'm curious, Robbie, you kissing these transactions or are you slapping them? Um, I would say of the three, the one I would kiss the most would be Rager. I think now that Deshaun's probably out for the foreseeable future, once Rager gets back, he should be in the mix there. The other two are kind of whatevers, I would say. Uh, Brad, what about you? I'm kissing it. Why not? If you got the roster space, you're only throwing out one web. That's a good price to pay. Yeah, I was bummed. I also put one on Tevin Coleman just because that backfield's murky right now with injuries. Um, and I was just amazed that he got him for one. I thought other people would be bidding, but I guess no one needs backup players. Lucian, this brings me to a good point, though. Um, yeah. When there's a tie, I put one, you put one. There's this waiver priority ranking, right? Mm -hmm. It just seems very arbitrary. What we should really have is the two people that bid the same should have a knife fight to determine who gets the player. <laughs> Robbie, what do you think about that? That's an interesting concept. I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming it's based off of 
like once you use one, then you drop to the bottom of the list, or is the reverse standings? I know different leagues have different settings, but I just uh, think a knife fight's much more fair. And <laughs> yeah. What if once what if the players tie, then each of them gets to do one head-to-head bid, where the only two of them can bid, and then the winner gets it? Uh, yeah, okay. I mean that's fine too. <laughs> but there's no knives. In, there's no knives involved. <laughs> what is this math? What, what am I like AP calculus here? Get out of here! What? Yeah, okay. Well, knife then fight. after knife if fight. that doesn't work, then you have the knife fight. <laughs> okay, all right. That's a compromise. That's called politics, everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we have to take. We have to make sure it's COVID safe, so it's it can only be done over Zoom. <laughs> or all just right. a really long knife. <laughs> yeah, six foot knife. I believe that's called <laughs> a sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to stay apart these days. I mean, I, that's fair. You should have like a battle hammer or something. Yeah. Maybe that's better. Yes. A six foot battle hammer. All right. Well, next up, we have the Wab King Club. We've modified it. No one's at 200 anymore. So now it's the 100 Wab King Club. And at the top of the list is Wes coming in at 176 still. Brad, you're close behind at 168. And bringing up the rear, it's Karen, Joe, and Travis with 103, 102, and 100 Wab, respectively. Uh, Brad, as a member of the club, how's it feel? You know, I'm just so glad our dear leader's on top. Uh, 176 Wab at that, this point in the season. I mean, he's basically won the league at that point. So we all know winning the Wab is much more important than the standings. Very proud of him. Coming second place, I'm so honored. Silver medal, as we said earlier in the show, Lucian, is a great thing. Karen Peters, though, get off the list. Get out of here. You don't deserve on the podium. 103. <sighs> That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Sounds like there's some people in this club that you do not want to be in this club with. Begs the question, is this a club that anyone wants to be a part of with these people in it? I don't know. You can't really do much with it at the end of the year. I don't think it rolls over. So unless they plan on just spending it all right before the playoffs and getting all the top guys, I mean, I guess that could work out. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows what's going through their their king club minds. But let's move on to the week eight predictions, fellas. It's the game of the week. It's been talked up all week long. It's El Chupacabras versus Cooking Pies. It's a 5-2 and two team versus a 4-3 and three team. And I'm curious, who do you have winning this one, Robbie? Uh, well, I think it's a good matchup. Uh, obviously, PD didn't have some of his main guys last week when Wilson and uh, Cook was injured. So I think this week it might go to PD. That's my pick. I don't think Lockett's going to go off nearly as much as he did. Uh, you know, and with Russ and Keenan and Cook, that's a pretty good combo. Paul does have a shot with uh, Wentz to Rogers, though, because if he throws one or two touchdowns to Rogers, that can definitely boost him up. But my pick is going to be Petey. Okay, Brad, how about you? I got the Chupacabra. Ever since the name change, he's just been unstoppable. Uh, it's definitely a movement. People are saying that Paul's going to make the playoffs, which I would have thought would have been unthinkable with his previous name. So. I'm going Paul. Well, it is 2020. They say anything can happen this year. Uh, But I unfortunately have Karen winning this one as well. Uh, So Brad, you're on an island in this game. But don't don't get me wrong, Paul. I still voted for you in two of the last games that you won. So uh, I just think all good things have to come to an end at some point. And in Paul's defense, he does have Watson and Robinson both on a bye this week. So that's a lot of times tough to overcome. It is. It is. Even with all of... Um, PD's injured players this week. Okay, moving well, he on. He does have Hyde. He has Hyde just in case Carson's out, so that well, helps. Hyde might not be playing. We're looking at Dallas playing. That's true. Okay. Well, then now he'd be really screwed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, now we have the meh game of the week. 
Unfortunately, Robbie, you are in this as one of the lowest records in the league. It's Suck Up the Victories versus Bama Joe, three and four each. Um, I'll start this one off uh, just because it's a sting and I'm just going to pull it off like a band-aid, but I picked Joe to win this one. Uh, just looking at the lineups, um, like what I see from Joe's team, I think he's been on the decline and is ready for a boost. The players who haven't been performing will perform. And yeah, I'm going to give him the victory by the slightest of margins. Uh, but Brad, I'm curious, what do you feel about this game? War Eagle. I'm going to suck up the victories. Uh Proud to have a member of the Green Bowl rivalry. I'd have both members of the Green Bowl rivalry on the podcast tonight and proud to endorse him for a win in week eight. All right, Robbie, um, I take it you pick yourself to win this one. Yeah, I do think I'm going to win this week. Uh, I think Breeze playing the Bears defense. Hopefully their Bears are usually pretty tough. And Melvin Gordon, I mean, I don't even know if Lindsey's going to play or not. That could hurt. Um, but I like my guys. Herbert has been going off. I mean, I haven't heard too much talk about Herbert, but I think that was a pretty good pickup. He's been carrying me these last few weeks. And, you know, with Swift and Diggs now, I think I'm going to have this week. Buccaneers on Monday against the Giants, just in case I need to be saved. I think I'm going to get it this week. All right. How much did you bid on Herbert, by the way? It wasn't much, if anything. I think it was even like a free agent pickup. I think they were playing, they were on, they were playing, it was their bye week, I think, because they switched them around. And so I'm pretty sure I didn't bid anything. Wow. You paid, you know what? You paid the iron price. Meanwhile, Hogan plays the gold price for Fitz Magic, 110 web. Um, oh, yeah. So I have some info on that because I don't know if you guys are aware because I actually bid on Fitzpatrick. So I have the numbers of everybody else's bid for Fitzpatrick. Oh, let's hear him. Oh, wow. So, breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah. So Hogan obviously bid 110. I was Ooh. the next next highest bidder at nine. <laughs> and then Petey and Jason both bid two. So Hogan could have had him for as high as 10. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason Hogan has no web right now. Horrible Hogan. <laughs> well, he he doesn't think it's a real currency. It doesn't have any value to him, so it makes sense. Yes, so. All right. Well, that was funny, but let's move on. Next up, we have Wake and Drake, four and three versus the Khmer Meha, also four and three. Another battle of the uh, above five hundred teams. And I'm curious, Robbie, who do you like in this matchup? Uh, I think this is actually going to be one of the closer matchups of the week. Um, but I think Mike Thomas might not play, so that could be trouble for Eric. Um, and you might have to play Peoples-Jones from Cleveland. It looks like that's who he picked up. You got Lamar Jackson coming off a bye, so I think he'll have a big week with Kamara and Cooper, so I'm going to pick Thomas. All right, and Brad, how about you? I'm feeling like it's a Thomas week. Lamar Jackson I think is going to have a huge week, and obviously Alvin Kamara at Chicago. I know that's a good defense, but – with Thomas more than likely going to be out, you got to give the edge to Kamara Yeah, I'm also liking Thomas in this matchup. You know, Lamar Jackson hasn't been the greatest this year, but they just had their bye. I think things are going to be changing. Um, they're going to look, sit down, recognize their weaknesses, and then try to make them their strengths moving forward. And I think Lamar Jackson's play is going to improve. Um, he's got Cooper. Uh, Kamara's awesome as always. I'm uh, just not sure about Devontae Freeman. He might not play. Um, Jamison Crowder might not play. Um, and the rest of the team is still looking okay though. Uh, as for Eric's team, uh, he's got a lot of people in there who has some question marks. Um, and just overall, I'm liking Thomas's chances this week. 
so it makes three for Thomas, but let's move forward. It's the rise of Skylar Walker versus the Forn Hub. Three and four versus a three and four. I'll start it off. I think I'm going to win this one. Uh, no hard feelings, just what I feel. Uh, Robbie, who do you think has this one this week? Um, so I picked you, Lucian. I think you have a good team. I do think it's interesting that Nestor has both of the Tampa Bay running backs in a starting lineup currently with Fournette and Jones. And then you, Lucian, have two Pittsburgh receivers in your lineup. I don't know if that's ever happened where both teams have two of the same players in the same position against each other. We're starting a trend. Uh, yeah, it might be. Hopefully Juju is still involved in that too. But uh, it should be interesting. Mahomes versus the Jets. He either could have a huge game because it's the Jets or they blow him out and he doesn't play much and so he doesn't score. So I think it's going to come down to that, honestly. But I do lean towards Lucian. All right. Yes. You know, I think both of us have been playing DFS. We're into those player stacks. Uh, maybe that's what's what's happening here. But Brad, who do you pick in this game? <laughs> <laughs> Rides of the Skylar Walker. With that, I'm going with the rise of Skylar Walker. It continues. He's got Aaron Rodgers, Zeke Elliott, Kareem Hunt. Lucian's team's really coming into form here. Glad I got him early in the season. (laughs) I do agree. Your team has been shaping up, obviously. You had some tough matchups in the beginning. You got Kittle, too. So, I mean, top three tight end. Definitely think it's you could be a contender if you can get in. Well, here's hoping. You know, we're all trying to play this game the best we can, uh, and sometimes luck is involved. Sometimes you can't predict the future. You have to see how it goes. Rob, I just got to say, I was very happy to get him in week three. Uh, that was painful. <laughs> it was painful, especially because if I had been a better manager and started certain players over others, I could have taken that one. That's always the worst feeling, to be honest. I've done it too many times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the breaks, though. Yeah. All right, next up, we have the Banker Cat versus Paul whenever on the trophy. It's a showdown. It's one of our dear, it's our dear leader versus one of his, uh, you know, his top officers. It's Brad versus West, four and three versus three and four. Um, Robbie, I want to hear from you first on this one. Who do you think wins this matchup? Well, unfortunately for Brad, I think Miles Sanders is not going to play again this week, and he's got David Johnson on by, so he's going to have to make something. I do have Boston Scott. Throw that out there. You know, shoot me an offer. But, uh, you know, I have to lean with Wes on this one. He's going to have a lot on Thursday night, though. He's going to have Matt Ryan, Mike Davis, and Julio all on Thursday. So, Brad, you should have a pretty good idea going into the weekend how you're looking. But I think I'm going to have to – I think Brad's going to have to get some big games from some of his – uh, you know, newer pickup guys that he just got, uh, and which is it's definitely possible. Some guys like, you know, Bourne and Hardman, if they can go off, you definitely have a shot. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to lean with Wes on this. Yeah, I'm in agreement here. Uh, unfortunately, Brad has a lot of players on bye this week and combine that with injuries. It's just not looking good for his starting lineup. Um, luckily, he's sitting at four and three. He can withstand a loss or two. So, uh, but for those reasons, I'm going with Wes. Uh, Brad, I take it you pick yourself. You know, I'm looking on the fantasy website right now, and I just have to say Bud Light Platinum Seltzer is apparently <laughs> a thing. They've got it in Wildberry and Blood Orange. This thing is 8%. Like, so I, I feel like Jungle wow. Juice is back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what was it called? Four Loco is back. Yeah. And so, so guys, I based on what I'm seeing in my lineup, I might need a few of those this weekend. Uh, I think it's going to be a weekend forget. I'm going with our dear leader. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. This is a that, change. That might be the what you need. The little bit of contrition might just put you over the top. Okay. Well, this is a surprise. Um, but you know what? We like surprises here. That's three for Wes winning. Uh, next up, we have the Fresh Prince of Elaire sitting at five and two versus the Quarantine Hut sitting at two and five. These teams are polar opposites. Uh, but you know what? Travis is on the rise, and Fresh Prince of Elaire has been uh, has been sputtering as of late. So, Brad, who do you think wins this one? I still don't get the like, Prince of Hilaire. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the next game, my Salty Gulls. We'll get to that in a second here. <laughs> Prince of Hilaire, I feel like, is fading. And I'm in, I'm, I'm taking uh, Travis in this one. I think wow. he's made some good moves. I think he's fighting. You know, no matter what you say, he's fighting to get out of the toilet bowl seat. And I'm gonna, I picked him last week. I'm picking him again. That's three weeks in a row you picked Travis as the underdog. So... I think there might be a little bromance going on between you and Travis. Who knows? It's a dalliance. It's a dalliance. <laughs> uh, Robbie, how about you? Uh, I actually am going to lean towards Travis this week as well. Wow. I think he's got the right pieces. Landry with OBJ out, either he's going to get a ton of targets or he's going to get double covered. Hopefully things go okay. But, you know, he's got Taylor back in there now with Gurley and Brady on Monday night. You know, you know he loves to play on Monday. And Ingram too. Uh, Mixon, I don't think is going to play this week. Once again, that trade that I made is looking a little better every week, but I think he also dropped Gallup, just throwing that out there. So that trade is looking a little better, but his receivers are really solid. Cup, Brown, and Metcalf, that's going to make it tough, but I'm going to lean towards Travis. All right. Well, I'm, I guess I'm the contrarian here. I'm picking Jason to win this one. Um, you know, I, I did praise uh, Travis with some compliments about his team, looking sharp, looking better than it has been. Um, but you know, fresh Prince of Elair is on top and I got to go with the, uh, the top dog on this one. Uh, we'll see how it goes though. Uh, last up we have McKiss, my salty galls versus Wes's stepfather. It's four and three versus two and five. Um, and McKiss, my salty galls. You talked about the name change earlier. What do you think, Robbie? Is this a good name change? Do you get it? Do you think you can do better? I mean, I got to hand it to him. He always come up with some clever names, but I mean, I'm assuming obviously it's because of McKissick and Galladay. Yeah. And he's salty, uh, I guess. Yeah. I don't see McKissick in his starting lineup, but I guess he's on by, so can't really say anything about that, but I, I think it's a good name. He had to get away from McCaffrey. So. Okay. Uh, but names aside, do you think he wins this one or do you think it's uh, horrible Hogan's for the taking? Uh, it's kind of tough to pick Hogan at this point. Uh, he's going to obviously, I don't think he has yet as far as I look, but he's going to be putting Thielen in and I'm assuming Higby. So it's, his lineup will be looking a little bit better than it is right now. But, you know, Miner's got a lot of, you know, between Adams, Galladay, and Henry, they can put up enough to carry him. So I'm going to have to go with Miner. All right, Brad, are you picking Miner as well? I got to go with Miner. Okay. Wes's stepfather is going to win the toilet bowl this year. And I think the fall. So we have the obviously we have the rise of Skylar Walker, but we have the <laughs> fall of Wes's stepfather. Uh, you know, you hate to see it. The dark side never ends well, Hogan. Yeah. Especially if you're a father, you know, uh, in the star Wars universe, it does not end well for you. He just needs to get let's, away from the Raiders, I think. <laughs> so in our fantasy dad rankings, obviously we have Rob, Miner, and Hogan all a part of it. Uh, who's the best dad this week? Lucian. 
Um, no, I'm just kidding. They're all great dads. <laughs> uh, you have to add Travis as well. Travis has oh, a Travis as well. I, I forgot. I forgot. We have four people in the competition. And you know, they're Brad, all, they're they're all winners. Travis Brad, has another one on the way too. What? And, oh. I, and I hear Brad might have some children in, in certain cities around the around the country. <laughs> Um, Man, I'm 34. I'm hanging out with an animatronic Baby Yoda. You think I got a kid? <laughs> baby Yoda is your kid. Aw, that's kind of cute. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm picking minor as well. That's three for minor. Uh, and that wraps up your week eight predictions. Boys, this is the end of the podcast. But before we go, Robbie, is there any list, last bit of trash talk you'd like to get out there before we leave? I uh, just want to say my trades, like I said, have I think have been wor- working out more than people thought. The Mixon and Gallup trade for IU and uh, who did I get? Oh, uh, so memorable he can't even remember. Yeah, exactly. But no, I think my trades have come through more than you know people gave me credit for. Uh, you know, so but I think it'll be a good year. This league is honestly closer than I've ever seen it before, from top to bottom. The standings, you know, four really and three, is. all the way to three and four, all the way at the bottom. So I think it'll be a wide open year. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. Yeah, there's no six and ones, and there's no ones and six. Uh, Brad, do you think this means that our league yeah. is filled with good players, or is it just how it breaks down this year? I'm handing it to the to the uh, the league this year. I think there's been a lot of trades, a lot of good moves, bad moves. People are spending lap. People are very very engaged. Uh, I, I would say we're having a good season, and I love how compact it is. Even even Travis in last place right now still has a reasonable shot to make the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, Edmonds is who I got in that trade, by the way. And Drake just got hurt. So that's yes. why it looks really good. Yes, yes. That was Throwing a nice pickup. Um, how about the, uh, before we go, the podcast, new picture. What do you guys think? I thought it was really cool. You did a great job. It's so funny. Brittany's mom, my mother-in-law, texts me and she's like, you just can't get away from that Cardinal shirt, can you? <laughs> she's just me or whatever. So it was pretty funny. Uh, and I just, I drew that on there. That wasn't the shirt you were wearing in the photo I, t- I grabbed. Yeah, I know. That's pretty funny. No, it was a great job. A lot of people commented on it. I thought it was amazing. I was just disappointed you didn't use the one of Hogan bent over at the Hosper house. (laughs) I sent you a great photo. That would have been a perfect addition. And, you know, hey, but it's artistic license. You prefer to show Hogan, horrible Hogan, in a good light. I thought it was beautiful. Well done. Yeah, well, I I couldn't couldn't make anyone look too foolish on there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, glad I got that done with, and a lot of people were asking for it, and I'm glad everyone liked it. But all right, guys. it was awesome, man. It was really awesome. Sweet, sweet. Okay, that's the end of the podcast. But before we go, remember, we, we hate, hate you, you all. all. <laughs> Thanks, all right. guys. Thanks, Robbie. Have a good one. See you, Rob. You too.